Friday nights at 9 p.m. It's time to sit back, relax, and play conspiracy bingo with Echoplex Media. We've curated the best conspiracy theorists the internet has to offer and turned it into a live bingo game you can play for free with absolutely no prizes but bragging rights. You won't find a live stream like this anywhere else, and that's probably better for everyone else's mental health. Tune in every Friday at 9 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia and find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. When they actually spend their time listening to this show, what does it mean? It means we're winning. I'm white and I've got everything I need. No one clutches their purses when they're in a room alone with me. And I can drive for any neighborhood I please. At any hour, and the police don't do a thing. So if I see a penny on the ground, I leave it alone and fucking flip it. I'm a straight white male in America. I've got everything I need. I'm a guy getting paid more than a girl with a degree. And I can walk down the streets after dark, no one wants to rape me. And I can get a girl pregnant and just as easily flee. Just like my straight white male dad did to me. So if I see a penny on the ground, I leave it alone and fucking flip it. I'm a straight white male in America. I've got all the luck I need. I've got a pile of broken mirrors and I'm walking under ladders and I'm spilling tons of salt, but to me that doesn't matter because my skin and my gender and my orientation are the best things to have if you live in this nation. I recommend it highly. a penny on the ground I leave it alone and fucking flip it I'm a straight white male in America I've got all the luck I need Shit's gonna work out for me Cause I'm a straight white male in America I've got all the luck I need Alright everybody, welcome to the Intellectual Dollar Tree We do the show live <clears throat> every is it Wednesday on Twitch, that's twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder. I'm HK Perrin. You can find me on Mastodon at hperrin at port87.social. Not on Twitter anymore. Uh, I went on there recently to download an archive of my account because I don't ever plan on going back to it. I'm I debating no- whether I should just delete that account, but then I lose the handle. I have no, I have no such luxury, sir. I have to continue to promote this and other shows that we do. I am very sorry about that. That's all right. That's all right. Um, whatever. I, uh, I logged into Twitter. I logged into Twitter today, and it told me I'd reached my rate limit of posts. <laughs> They're rate limiting now. No, it was well, broken. I mean, I guess they always were, but it was broken. Oh, Be- because <laughs> it, it was the first thing I did when I woke up. I like. I, I forgot I was like going to post something maybe about this show or maybe no I think I was like I think I was like I saw something and I quote tweeted I was calling somebody a dumb fuck you know as you do and then it, mm-hmm. it wouldn't let me do that and it wouldn't let me see my notifications and then an hour later it was all fixed and uh, that was because Elon mm-hmm. fixed it probably 
That reminds me, I went to go into to Twitter on my tablet recently and it didn't work. And I was thinking like, oh, well, I haven't been like it, it showed me a login screen. And I was like, well, I haven't opened the Twitter app on my tablet in like two months. So it probably just logged me out. And I tried to log in and it didn't work. It just put me back to the same login screen. And I did that like two times, still didn't work. And then uh, my tablet was like, hey, you need to update. So I updated my tablet and then it came back up. So now it's running Android 13. And then I opened Twitter and now it works. So I'm guessing either there was a bug with Android 12 with Twitter or maybe there was a bug that only lasted a few minutes that I hit. Uh, more likely coincidence, really, because I'm on, I don't, I'm, like, my phone still works on, I'm on an old fucking phone. I think I'm on, like, Android 10 or 11 or something. <laughs> so, anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about, although I'm sure it'll come up in the content we're talking about. I'm sure Elon will come up. We had fired these people last year in long form, but as you know, unless we Austin Bennett rule somebody, everybody gets a little bit of a fucking, everybody gets a mulligan at the first of the year. We unfire everyone <laughs> except for people that we fired for like the Austin Bennett rule where we had to fire him because we were just watching a man and his family go into like a death spiral. And that's not, it's just some kind of energy. We yeah. don't want to put that out there in the world. Um, you're free to check in on Mr. Austin Bennett, by the way, if you'd like on your own, I haven't done so. I, uh, I hope that he gets the help that, is, that he needs or that his family gets the fuck away from him. Speaking of people whose yeah, family I is hope he's doing better than he was. Speaking of people whose uh, children might never talk to them again after they become 18, <laughs> we're going to watch 100, episode 160 of the Dark Horse podcast with Brett Weinstein and Heather Hying. Or 160, I'm sorry. Well, their beginning sure is interesting. Oh. <laughs> Man, our, oh, our, our wake music. Five minute countdown at the beginning of their podcast. And it's just this loopy, this just this loop too. Like like our fucking music that you that you have to listen to while you wait for the show is actually sometimes better than the show. <laughs> Especially today. We got to hear Everywhere's an Island by the Rough News, which is still not released, although we're gonna do something pretty cool with Fourth Ball, our shop, and the Ruffies uh, coming up pretty soon. Stay tuned, everybody. It's just the same loop. <laughs> yeah, this is terrible. Terrible production value. They should like put some Eric Weinstein's music on there because he plays the guitar. He tried to play guitar with um some famous guy. He was like, oh, let me on stage with you. And he's like, let me on your podcast. And he's like, well, no, because you do the guy who's going to make fun <laughs> of him on the podcast. <laughs> and he shut down the portal like a week later. So this is a YouTube video, right? Well, we're watching it on Odyssey. Was, like, was this streamed live or? Yes. It got to zero and it just. Oh, man. I mean, ours does that too. <laughs> like, But the thing is, we're playing a song. We don't claim to have uh, amazing production values, though. I mean, you do have good production values, but like. Wait, why did they start the timer again? <laughs> <laughs> Heather just pinching one off or something. <laughs> <laughs> she's like i need another 30 seconds it's their kid's fault their kid's gonna not gonna get any allowance this week the five minutes is ostensibly there so people can jump into the channel and stuff that's why we do 10 minutes before 
But like they uploaded this with like the super long intro. Why not cut out the intro before you upload it? They're also live on Odyssey. So this is like a live replay, actually. Okay. Hey, folks. Welcome to the Dark Horse podcast live stream. It's number 160, isn't it? It is. It's number 160. Is that Prime? Uh, that is not prime mm. for... Well, what a dumb quiz. What ends in a zero? Of course, it's not a prime number. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's... <laughs> How many things is it divisible by? It's divisible by 10. It's Two. divisible by 5. It's divisible by 80. 4. <laughs> it, yeah, it's divisible by 4 and 40. 16, 8. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> At least one reason. <laughs> um, actually, I, I, we're the ultimate I, math nerds. Our producer, our son Zach, this morning. If it was, if it was oh, they blamed it on their son. Like a million reasons, and then we started trying to figure out exactly how many reasons there are that it's not prime. Yeah, it's 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 either one or a small handful, but uh, it's it's a handful. It's more than. No, a wait, what? Yeah, how many reasons there are something is not prime? There's only one reason that it's not prime. As soon as you find another thing that it's divisible by. <laughs> yeah. Does she mean how many other numbers than itself and one it is divisible by? Because like if if you have like one more number than and then itself and one, it's already not prime. That's the reason it's not prime. Having more numbers doesn't mean it's like even more not prime. More obviously, it's more obviously not prime if it ends in zero, though. Yeah, it's it's very obviously not prime if it ends in zero. Or even if it's just an even number. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Um, I am Dr. Brett Weinstein. You are Dr. Heather Hying. And uh, yes, we are. We are, uh, we are the doctor. No, we are the dark horses in residence of this podcast. Indeed, we and, are. And uh, yeah. And today we're going to talk just a little bit about the moon. We're going to talk about... Um, oh, do they think the moon's real? ...categories and things like sports and uh, awards are, and awards for things. Oh, they're, are they going to talk about the fucking the, the demons at the Grammys? Or whatever that was? There was, like a, there was like a fucking devil worshipping shit that everybody was freaking out about. I have no idea what you're talking about. About There was devil worshipping at the Grammys or perceived <laughs> devil worshipping? There was a... A satanic panic about the Grammys. Okay. Happened over the last three years, or depending on the framing, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, happen again. And so we're going to finish with that. We might actually finish with dogs, um, but we're going to... I'm not finished with dogs. I no, love dogs. no, no, no. For That's, all their in, uncouthness. Indeed, actually, maybe we're going to lead with this. We're going to lead with dogs. Leading dogs. That's yeah. a natural. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to lead our, with dogs. Our, our people have been doing that for 30,000 years. Right. Uncouth exactly. is a weird but way to describe a dog. First, um, some logistics for um, top. I mean, it's not inaccurate. Uh, it's just weird. You can follow Dark Horse on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. We follow these live streams with live Q&A. You can ask questions at darkhorsesubmissions.com. I have a lot of questions. I encourage you to uh, pick up our book, Hunter Gatherer's Guide to the 21st Century, coming to many more languages soon. That's a bag. Uh, and we have it's not your book um our store has is darkhorsestore.org has great products including oh my god they're selling a tote bag a big tabby, a big tabby tote bag 
Um, I thought they're like NPR in the tote bag because like some cats, he actually, I think I'm going to start, you know, when I, when I talk to people about my cat, I'm going to describe her in like very weird ways. Sheets after you have like, this is my cat. She's never committed tax fraud. Yes. He likes, yes. Do not, do not ever put your cat in the dryer, but if he likes to be agitated, consider putting him in your sheets. Yep. Yes. Um, Hey, wait, they're not in a wood room. What happened to the wood room? I think they got a new house or something. I don't know. Oh, find find me at natural selection. I would have thought that like if they were buying a new house, an entirely wooden room would have been like one of their absolute requirements. The other thing that is that that might have just been a set, and they just got a new set. This set makes me sad. Can you imagine the Property Brothers episode where they go in and they're like? You see, we do a podcast. We have a certain standard. <laughs> like halfway through the episode, the Property Brothers would be like, you two are fucking unbearable. <laughs> I wish we would have had, if they did move, I wish we would have had the money to buy their house that they were selling. <laughs> <laughs> With the wood room. <laughs> yeah. And as always, we want to thank you, our audience, and we'll spend a little bit of time um, exploring uh, exploring who our audience is later today. But um, well, we kooks. are very grateful to you for subscribing. Racist, conspiracy for theorists, liking, anti-trans uh, people. When, when you do, when you do like what people you who do, sniff their own farts. You can find us uh, on YouTube and Odyssey, our whole episodes and our clips, and of course, uh, the whole episodes also go out uh, to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you listen to. Uh, audio you had something to add no no definitely never not. it's not my way oh is that right <laughs> <laughs> is that right <clears throat> well this is called banter you can uh, uh join uh one don't you wish we had is this it? kind of rapport conversation with uh, a small group i wouldn't call this banter this morning. You'll have another <laughs> one. tomorrow we uh we do a private q a um for patrons of mine on my patreon and uh at at um uh, and people on both of our Patreons can join our Discord server, where there's just a remarkable number of really excellent people across all of the demographic. Is it worth five bucks to go in there and get screenshots from their Discord server? Conversations in text, <laughs> audio, video, I'd say probably not. Uh, doing karaoke, doing all sorts of great stuff. So we encourage you to uh, join up with one of our Patreons and find the Discord server there. And of course, we have sponsors top of the hour uh every every week we have hey we get to skip their sponsors nice of them to give a, a little green border so that we know exactly how far to skip do you know we're watching <laughs> But it would be nice to know what companies not to patronize, I suppose. They're running a really shitty ad. They're not putting any, like, the company names on the screen. You were saying February. I don't think I would, like, I would boycott a, a company for sponsoring Brett and Heather. Uh, I would shame them publicly, like, on on social media. But I don't know if I'd boycott them. I actually do boycott a company that I saw on... Uh, What's the name? Jeremy the Quartering? Yes. Uh, Displate sponsored him. So I don't order from Displate. Okay, so. Which is sad because they have cool products. The full moon is imminent. Yes. Those of you who live in a place. But the quartering's a little different than Brett and Heather. The quartering is like much more harmful. Have to work that hard to in see my opinion. Recognize that it has been waxing now for 
you know, close to two weeks. Um, and maybe you didn't notice, you know, two weeks ago because, uh, like, I think we've, I think we've said this before, but like the solstices and the equinoxes, um, at the solstices, uh, the day length is relatively stable, even though there is a day at which, uh, you know, it is a day in the Northern Hemisphere in June 21st ish, uh, where, uh, the sun. They're not really going to explain this solstice in the year and fucking equinox, are they? Shorter, but it, the change, the yes, change is are. slow. And the change is slow at the winter solstice as well, whereas it's really fast at the equinox. Like we're getting into the time of year now, um, closing, like getting to a point where the rate of change is happening faster. And the and the moon phases is it uh, feel very similar. That at at noon, I don't think fall, that's true. Is that kinda, true? They kind of stick. At, I don't know. There's no moon at all for some days, and there's a, a really very very close to full moon for uh, four or five days. Um, so anyway, we're the official full moon is tomorrow, February fifth. Um, but it is so. I mean, I I guess it does like it does slow and stop and go the other way. You know, in in terms of like daylight, so I guess she is right that it seems to go slower, but it's it's accelerating at the same rate. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm I'm really excited uh, at the prospect of getting bogged down uh, in this particular uh, in this particular factoid. Can you tell? <laughs> it's interesting. Sorry. That raises a point, though, yeah. because. You correct me if I've got this wrong, mm -hmm. but the rate at which the, what is the line at which the, the dawn or dusk line mm -hmm. on the moon must move at a perfectly regular or a near perfectly regular rate around the moon. It won't be perfectly regular because the orbit of the moon isn't perfectly circular, mm -hmm. but it ought to move at a consistent rate. But our vantage point here makes it look like it is moving slower as it approaches full or new, right? Oh boy. Um, well, but it's also, it's, but it, the, our view of it is not This is great. They're just sense-making about something they could have looked up before the show. Like they, they, they literally, like, you and I, like, during the day, we have shit to do. These people, they don't have shit to do during the day. They could have looked this up. <laughs> I mean, he is right in that, like, you know, uh, towards the edge of the moon, you're seeing more of the moon for the same horizontal distance across your vision. So, he's right, but the way he explained it was really bad. Not just about us and the moon; it's also about us. It's also about the sun relative, the sun's position relative to oh, it. Oh, I think that's so, actually going to be a very tiny contributor here. I agree, it is a contributor, um, but and actually that predicts it ought to be um, different in the spring and the fall. But I guess my point would be, if you were to count, like who's watching this and hanging on their every word right here of miles per Earth day that the um, position of the transition from light to dark on the moon moves. It should be about the same each day. But the point is, when you are looking edge on, that motion across a fixed number of miles on the surface of the moon looks like it is not very much change at all because well, you're looking at an angle. I'm not sure this is this is the explanation. Um, and here I am using... That's, no, it is. It's literally what I just described too. And it's like painfully obvious that that's the explanation so if she doesn't think that that's the explanation then she's just wrong <laughs> but again um 
I, like I said to you, I'm incredibly excited at the prospect of you and I getting hung up on this. <laughs> and and most importantly, they had nothing to do all day, so they could have like they could have said, "Hey, we're going to talk about like how we perceive the moon and the sun as as the orbits happen, and uh, we're going to look it up so that we can explain something to our audience." And but instead, here they're sitting here sense making. Um, <laughs> I am interested to find out her explanation for this if she thinks that explanation is wrong. Yeah, I, I sure am too, HK. I sure am too data from others, which is to say a moon app. <laughs> uh, and the, the moon app that, that I like uh, shows the percentage of fullness of the moon each day. And where, while it is at 100% tomorrow, it's at something like 99.7% today. Yep. And the day after it's at 100%, it's again above 99%. Right. And you know it's only a 28-day cycle entirely. So it's only a 14-day cycle to get from completely full to completely not full. And it's it's incrementally uh, a much tinier change near full and new, near new. Right, but that is from our perspective. Yeah, and so I think actually it's going to be almost perfectly regular. And it's if you were to look down on the moon, for example, then you would see it as a perfectly regular or an almost perfectly regular cycle around the moon. It is only around the moon. If you were looking down, <laughs> oh my God, how long are they oh going to spend on this? Uh, so you've got <laughs> half the moon is lit, and the degree to which that swings across the moon. Oh my God, changes our perspective. That rate is constant. I think what they need is a toilet paper roll. Actually, that would help explain this. <laughs> That's the other Weinstein. I'm sorry. You're looking at at the edge of the moon is not going very far from your perspective, from your two dimensional perspective. It's the two-dimensional transition that that causes that. I think maybe I'm I am not I'm not convinced of this because I, I'm having I I did not plan I did not oh model my God. in my head the the you know the three bodies <laughs> and also she's just wrong because like okay let's say it was something else then it, it would be different at different times of the year. Um, but it's not change what we see like like it's not also like we're always seeing exactly You're the same, same view place. of it yeah right um and but that so tidally locked means that it's, it's what's going on in the background is somebody doing dishes while they're also producing their show the same thing as it's, year. <laughs> it's its actual day is the same thing as its year if we count the year as, as a one full rotation around the earth around yep. the earth it definitely um, seems like their their set got downgraded they are relative to one another of of the Earth's orbit around the sun or the moon's orbit, orbit around the earth. So it's it, interesting. They're both sitting far enough away from their mic that they might as well just put a mic in between them and turn up the gain on it. That explanation is right. Uh, I think it, yeah, I don't know. Well, people seem to find every single thing we get wrong, plus a bunch of stuff that we didn't actually get wrong. So we are liable to get feedback that will tell us. But I'm not even sure what either of you just said. I but I just, I'm not sure there's a one way or the other here. I think it's, I, even if what you said is true, it's not going to be the only thing that's, that's, uh, that, that is contributing to uh, how it is that we perceive. Well, I agree. There's a, there's a slight. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, it's the only thing that's contributing in any meaningful way. I can't quite do it, but um, yeah, sorry. I've disrupted your and moving on. Yeah. Um, Brett I mean, and Heather moving on. I just wanted to talk a little bit about how you tell time on the moon, which is actually um, kind of deep in the weeds. And I'm not, maybe we just shouldn't do it at all now because I feel like this is, this is, this has gotten already. I mean, the moon has a day. Oh, maybe they day should is just really long. That's, that's maybe they should go to the moon. Uh, and I, I'm not, <laughs> you know, let's, it's let's, day is, is one this. lunar cycle. You know, Maybe you can, uh, so it's day is like twenty eight days, twenty eight point uh, something days. 
Well, I have something. If, let's, if you uh, let's do. Um, does she not know that the moon has days? Um, an odd story that I don't want to focus on led me to something that I think we ought to talk a little bit about. Um, the odd story is somebody erroneously accused me of plagiarism uh, on the internet. They tried to coin a hashtag, and then it turned out that I had, in fact, said the thing that they claimed I had copied from them before they ever said it. So not only did I not get it from them, but um, the order was reversed. What? The reason I mentioned so the, it. Uh, the, the, it was an unwitting plagiarist claiming that you had plagiarized them, or I don't were they, they unwitting? I think the, it was a canonical. The phrase was, uh, I had said that the Omicron virus had appeared to be frozen in time. And the person uh, concluded that I must have gotten that from them. They had another piece of evidence, which also doesn't establish this, but it turned out I had said it online before they had. Before in what way does it appear to be frozen in time? Really that's oh, that's irrelevant. The problem is that someone was mean to Brett. Consideration here. And that he was right. Does mean that there's no other variants than the Omicron variant? That they are a white nationalist or anything like this because i mean that's like saying there's no other mammals than mammals because in interacting sure but there are a lot of different kinds of mammals plagiarism these people showed up and my being jewish was important to them oh good so anyway that's always fun that was disturbing yes or actually disturbing more aptly it's like saying there are no other humans than homo sapiens and that is true that is that is very true. So just because we're the, the thing last that Brett's ones ta- left. The thing that Brett's talking about here is that he had an interaction with someone, and that they were a uh, they were very focused on the fact that he was Jewish, um, as many conspiracy theorists are. Brett and Heather, of course, not prone to spreading conspiracy theories that a lot of people would, um, you know, link back to false claims about Jewish people. They would never do such a thing. So Brett's like stunned that a conspiracy theorist that he ran into was uh, really concerned that his last name was Weinstein because, you know, Brett's Brett's got his finger on the pulse. Thing thing happened. Something about my having interacted with those people online kicked me over into Nazi Twitter. Something that I did not know existed. So some algorithm starts showing you Nazi tweets. Uh, isn't yeah. all of Twitter and Nazi Twitter now? About white nationalist stuff. I'm not talking about race realism, right? He's like, we platform those people. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like those are our friends. I'm not talking about diet Nazis. I'm not, he's, he's like, I'm not talking about the bell curve. I'm talking about the protocols. All right. Those things are <laughs> bad enough. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about actual nazi twitter wait those things are bad enough race realism those things are wait you you're friends with jordan peterson and fucking steven pinker what are you talking about those people are those people peddle those people traffic in what he would refer to i guess deridingly here as race realism and he was friends with sam harris and the only reason he's not friends with sam harris is because of sam harris he still wants to be friends with the 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 race and iq guy of the Fuhrer making nice with children that have been put together with soaring, wistful music. Really? Didn't know it was on there. Shocked to discover it. Yeah. So anyway, on the one hand, my point would be, oh, Nazi Twitter exists. Real Nazi Twitter. Real Holocaust-denying... Wait a minute. How can he... he I thought these people were like cultural critics and shit. How can you not know that exists out there? Are they all of a sudden going to go, well, maybe the people on the left who were talking about Nazis have a point. <laughs> um, I'm guessing he's being 
uh, I, I'm guessing he's, he's exaggerating right now because how could you not know that there are Nazis on Twitter? Like even before Elon, they were fairly prevalent and they made their voices heard. They were very annoying. Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe because he was verified before he was able to, he was maybe filtering out people who weren't verified, but then that doesn't make sense either because he quote tweeted me uh, about uh, like a year and a half ago or some shit, tried to send his dork fans after me and that didn't go so well. A lot of them ended up blocking me, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I can't imagine that he didn't know that stuff was on there. Yeah. And if he doesn't know, then maybe we shouldn't listen to anything he says about like the state of political discourse on the internet. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> Your loving Twitter is a real thing. But the more important thing I thought, even beyond that shocking discovery, was that it exists. And the way Twitter functions, I was completely unaware of it. Yeah. I wasn't surprised they were white nationalists, but I was surprised to see yeah. the depth of this. And so I do think it raises, there are several things that have worked this way. Right. So Elon did a bunch of work to get rid of um, pedophile Twitter. No, he didn't. He said that yeah, he did. Is that that's is that true? No, I literally just saw a news article saying Elon claimed that he was going to. And yet there's still a lot of that crap on Twitter. Not only that, he got rid of the team that monitors that shit. Yeah. Like there's nothing, you know, we, you know, um, their their friend Jordan Peterson had a, had this weird tweet about how he was able to find that kind of material, and I'm like, "Oh, you're telling on yourself a little bit there, aren't you, buddy?" <laughs> I don't, I ain't, like, I ain't looking I, for that shit. Like if I say, uh, "Hey, I I stopped all murder, I did it, no more murder, you guys, problem solved." Then you fire like, the you believe me then? Well then no, then you fire the entire homicide department in your police off in your police department. Yeah. <laughs> but like not even that. Like would he believe me? Well if I just said it? No, it's literally like, whatever Elon says this guy will buy. No, that's literally the analogy. It's literally the analogy because then there's no one to like investigate whether or not there was a homicide. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's literally the same thing. Yeah. If we just stop testing, there'll be no more COVID. That's right. Where that stands because <laughs> pedophile Twitter isn't something I was aware of mm -hmm. until that uh, Fuhrer erupted. Fuhrer is a bad term in this discussion, but it's spelled differently. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm rarely thankful for such things, but in this case, I am. And I think really it's pronounced, you know, wait, is, is well. Nazi Twitter and or pedophile Twitter the same yeah. Twitter? Yeah. But anyway, cause he just like, I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't know what he's saying here. He, he's like, I thought Elon said he got rid of like, he's like, I encountered problem a, and I thought Elon had said he got rid of problem B and it's like, well, okay. Okay. So he's not saying he saw that part of Twitter. He's no. saying Elon said he got rid of it. No, he's saying that Elon got rid of it. Okay. I was a little confused there. Jordan Peterson is the one who said that he was able to find that kind of content, and which is probably why the 
psychological whatever licensing agency of Canada was like, whoa, buddy. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and take a closer look at what you're up to on the internet. Anyway, okay. I, I just take your search history and forward that wow. to the FBI. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but, okay, so there, there, the point is there are aspects of Twitter that would cause a normal person to absolutely shudder in horror. And these things, it's as if, you know, you are riding on the bus with, um, you know, murderous thugs who you don't know are there and they're mm -hmm. you know making eye contact. i mean you don't really know anything about the other people on the you bus know, plotting whatever it is they're plotting and <laughs> i'm not making an argument here that's really true be. actually <laughs> yeah you you very well might be but i am making an argument that it is vitally important that to the extent that um these i bet neither of these people have been on public transportation in 10 years <laughs> probably Although, I don't know, they live in Portland. The max is pretty good. Maybe they do take it places. Maybe uh, they think that if you go on a bus, you have to, like, wear a name tag that says, Hi, I'm a mass murderer. Well, I don't even want to ponder what their name tag would have to say. Communities <laughs> arise. Hi, don't sit anywhere near us. We're insufferable. And live in our midst. <laughs> it's kind of important that we know that they're there. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take my chances with the mass murderer over this, there. This is absolutely true. Yeah. Um, is that that we got? Yeah, I mean, okay. th that's... I, so, um, we were going to talk about, um, different award categories, um, by sexes. Uh, if... Oh, here we go, transphobia. Yes? Okay. Um, it's just not going well today. I don't know what we're trying to do. Um, if you would have maybe thought about your show and put, took down some notes or something, I do it on Sunday, for example. I do it on Sunday and I do it on Tuesday yep. for our show about local news. If you would have done um, just even like the bare minimum amount of like preparation for your show, maybe, maybe you would have some idea what you were doing. Cause this is like literally all you have to do. And to be fair on Sunday, all I really have to do is get ready for our Sunday show. But on Tuesday I have other shit to do, but I have help on Tuesday. We talk about this or do we want to talk about what it. he's doing? Okay. Um, so, this and you can unfortunately we're in twitter again um zach you can show this for a moment my screen uh this is actually from a few weeks ago uh this is a, a tweet about a guardian article i look forward to a time where award shows can be reflective of the society we live in is a quote from the guardian article uh, that's sam smith saying that at the brits in 2021 wish granted question mark this year our sexist society is reflected so brilliantly that no women are nominated for best artist bravo genderists okay if i may have my screen back for a moment zach uh the uh actually no i'll just i'll hold on to my screen so the the article that the guardian um has written Wait. and has this quote the award ceremony what does she mean does she mean when her screen is on the screen she can't see her screen i don't know that's weird well, it who knows what kind of set it to mirror who knows the what kind of fucking weird system the they're British using photographic industry bpi <laughs> did away with the best british male and best female awards in 2022 following criticism that the non-binary pop star sam smith would not be eligible for either prize despite their massive commercial success why don't you just let them both and, be eligible uh, let them be eligible for both uh, two years running now um or no 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 there's an easy way to do that there's an easy way to do this if you have like a hit song or like a hit album or whatever 
they were going to reach out to you. They're like, you're going to be nominated in one of these categories. We have two. Which do you feel is close, like most closely represents like who you are? Or how about this? If there is an NB in your award nominees, then just take those categories and turn them into, you know, take either of those categories or both of those categories and turn them into one. That's what they did for that category. That's what they did. There's best artist, not permanently just that year. I, this is, this is stupid though. I don't think they did it just for that. I think they, I don't, I don't know why they did it, but this is like, this is really dumb. They're like, I don't know these people. I don't think they even enjoy music. Did you hear the music at the beginning of their show? (laughs) there have been no women or you can just have a new category best non-binary artist and so there's concern obviously that out of deference to the new fiction which it is of ooh ooh transphobia you know go for it abandon your gender norms but you're still male or female um so this new fiction of non-binary as a meaningful descriptor of identity um is replacing male and female which are biological realities people um women will once again get less recognition for their work right um as nbs as the there's a lot to unpack right there uh gender is not a biological reality you know that that someone feels male or female is not biological and to the extent it is it's in the brain I'm not in the loins. I'm just telling you that they, they condensed this. I bet they condensed it down for fucking time. You know what I mean? There were probably practical concerns for the reason why that they got rid of best male and best female. And one of them may, may have been that there are trans men, trans women and non-binary people. And that they just didn't want to accidentally misgender somebody when they were trying to like give out an award for their art. Possibly. But like what she's saying is really fucking pissing me off because she's saying she's conflating biological sex and gender. I will agree. Biological sex is biological. Hence why we call it biological sex. But gender, which is not the same thing, like little equal sign with a slash through it, not the same thing. Or if you're a programmer, a little equal sign and then an exclamation point. Not the same thing as biological sex. Gender and biological sex are different. Usually they match up, but not always. And biological sex is also not binary. Right. We've talked about this. I don't want to get too deep into this. It's a bimodal distribution, and it really is going to depend on how you define it. Yep. Yeah. There are a million definitions for what is a male and what is a female. In biology, I'm not even talking about like in like the the gender critical people who have all sorts of fucking definitions. I'm talking about in biology, the people's whose job it is to label an animal as male or female. They have a bunch of different definitions that will apply at different times when you want to do when you want to consider different things about the animal. So, you know, my take here is they're mad. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the, the reason that the, the, the categories were collapsed were probably some combination of, well, you know, we want to 
include more categories, so we're going to collapse this down for time. And honestly, I what if they just didn't want to misgender somebody accidentally by sending them a nomination for like the wrong like gender category? Like, you know what I'm saying? They just didn't want to like they're trying to put heap praise on someone for their artistic endeavors. So in the process of doing that, you don't really want to insult them. Yeah. So but it and now they're like they're like, oh well now the the best artists this year, like it's all men, but they're also including a non-binary person in their in their all men thing, which is gross, actually. Then it's not all men. Sometimes like to be called, begin to take spots that would have been um, spots uh, that women are getting. Uh, so I, I see this. Did as, they say all men or did they say the, no women? Uh, the, May have said no women. Because that would be true, because a non-binary person is, is not a woman. Sex and are making up categories. Uh, and I mean, unless they identify as a woman. Which is also perfectly very, valid. Very much so. Um, basically coming in and taking some of the many hard-won rights of women. That is absolutely true. But this prompted me to think more, actually, about categories of sex in the first place across in varied, various domains. So, in sport, we have male and female category. And yes, obviously, actually, and there are still a lot of people fighting this fight, and, you know, I'm in that fight sometimes, and somehow this isn't totally obvious to everyone, but if, really, unless you were born yesterday, this should be obvious, right? There is a reason there are different categories for men and women in sport. No amount of hormone disruption, blocking, enhancement of cross-sex hormone, surgery can erase elite male advantage if you went through puberty as a male, right? So, that's... That's one thing, and at least in competitions. To a certain prowess, extent, she is uh, right, strength. but that really doesn't matter because there are also other categories of things that give you a certain advantage, and we don't disparage people because of those categories. And <clears throat> like, not for nothing, most athletes never reach the rarefied atmosphere that she's talking about. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> like most people do sports for fun and for exercise and you know, this stuff they're talking about really ends up fucking discouraging a lot of those people who were just going to go join a fucking basketball league or <laughs> like a, like a local, like a local swim competition or whatever, where the stakes aren't really that high and this shit doesn't matter. But like what I'm talking about is like, let's say, so, let's say there's a man who is seven foot eight, right? He's uh -huh. seven feet, eight inches tall. And he goes into uh, Olympic basketball, right? Does he have an unfair advantage? So actually, as uh, someone who's that tall would probably have a disadvantage in most aspects of basketball. Okay, well, let's, let's say a, a, the optimal height, whatever it is, seven foot two or whatever probably like my height around six feet because otherwise oh, definitely taller than you otherwise no other like Olympic you have to be you, you, it's, it's not just about how close you are to the basket dude you have to be able to, to dribble and if you're super high off the ground there's a lot more time between there's like a lot more space between when you put the ball push the ball down to the ground and it comes back up to your hand for somebody to steal the ball well i'm talking about like there's there's someone with genetics that are that's that are seemingly built for their sport right sure is it unfair that they have those genetics i 
I mean, sure. Yes. It's unfair, but like the problem is that, that, that that's not like they're what they're we're, we're first of all we're talking past each other but secondly i think you're talking past what they're talking about and they're just talking about their own bigotry and they're trying to justify their own bigotry against trans people by bringing up like the rarefied atmosphere of like the very top levels of sport and music that's what that's what i'm talking about is you know if, if someone has a genetic advantage in a sport we don't call it unfair like I wouldn't call that unfair for someone for you know a basketball player to do very well because he's very tall or for a runner to do very well because they have you know the genetic makeup that predisposes them to run very fast to have the sort of skeletal and muscular structure to run very fast you know I wouldn't say like disqualify them from competing in the Olympics because they have a genetic advantage no, I, I wouldn't say that at all. Uh, just like I wouldn't say that a trans woman who was born a man, you know, was born male. Uh, Identified male at Just birth. because they have a genetic advantage over, you know, the an, an average uh, cis woman doesn't mean that we should disqualify them from competing in women's sports. Also, just on a practical level, you're not going to find a lot of examples of trans women going into any sport and dominating the sport. Yeah. But like, you know, if we ban them, should we ban cis women who have elevated testosterone? Well, that's the that's the thing is there are people who are actually there are folks who have uh, gotten caught up in, in that because, again, bigotry doesn't never just hurts the target of the bigotry. It splashes over onto other people. Yeah, so she's getting into like this very iffy um, territory of like we need to ban these people because of their genetics. Co-ed sports, and I've I've written about and we've talked about, for instance, how much we both loved and we used to always played competitively, uh, co-ed ultimate ultimate frisbee, Uh, and of course there's mixed doubles in tennis. You know there are co-ed sports where this where where they can make sense, but it has to be an explicit expectation, right? So okay, so sport different categories for male and female in sport. Yes. Well, I want to pause you because the question is, I do, I am obviously a, uh, an advocate for the same thing that such a category should exist. But the question is really, um, why do we do that? Okay. But I'm getting there. Okay. Okay. So different categories in sport. Yes. Male and female, different categories in acting, actor and actress. I think so. Why? For different reasons, right? Uh, which is that male and female are fundamental realities of humanity, and indeed of all vertebrates, with a couple of weird little exceptions, where it's still male and female are realities, and just a few species have ditched the males and are all female now, but they're still female, right? Um, but for humans, male and female are realities, and have has been for the hundreds of millions of years of uh, our lineage that we've had um, we've been reproducing. She's sexually. not a very yeah, good biologist. She's a biologist, right? And disgraced former biologist hk she's a talk show host okay because she's not a very good biologist if she thinks like sex works the same in all vertebrate species it very much does not there's a huge range of how sex works and the number of genders not genders the number of sexes 
sexes slash genders i i don't know and the thing about the thing about acting is that um that these are actors right like i don't understand why there has to be like because they have all these other categories best actor in a drama best actor in a comedy best actor in an action film you know what i'm saying like i don't know why Mm -hmm. they're talking about um why they're talking about movies and acting like what this and like like this even if you were to grant some of what they're saying about sports which you know you and i clearly don't necessarily share their view as far as acting goes i think it's it's really stupid really really stupid yeah i would tend to agree with you there uh there's not really any reason to have a best actor and best actress Right, just in, in, you could just increase the different types of um, movies that that are included, so you could have the same number of categories and just have different kinds of movies. I think. Yeah. In some roles, some acting roles may not be sexed, uh, and those are some of the most interesting roles. Honestly, right? Like, oh, that that story could be embodied by a man. I mean, it it, it would kind of be like if we had two two categories. Best picture with a female lead and best picture with a male lead. Like, why? Some story, some character arc, some narrative arc um, does then somewhat change, you know, how that story plays out and how that character develops and what the risks are and the realities and the history and, you know, all of these things, right? So, um, there are different ways of manifesting in the world, even though you can have very sort of male-like female approaches to the world and very female-like approaches to the world that are in the opposite sex bodies of which they are. Um, but in general, I would say that categories um, by sex for acting make sense. But how about sculptors? No, right? Like even even though. Well, what's the difference between a? Why is the difference between a sculptor? They have on average a different approach to sculpting based on your maleness or your femaleness. How about for screenwriters? Well, no, and we don't, right? We don't have different categories for male and female. This all seems very arbitrary. How about Nobel Prizes? Yeah, no. Uh, it, right? it is very arbitrary. So She's making a very good point is that we need to abolish like the sex differences like in these, these weird right? awards. And I think I can see an argument kind of, um, she's not actually both. making that point, but um, she's accidentally making that point. Then it's kind of affirmative action for women in music, right? If it's an historical artifact in which it's a recognition that uh, female musicians didn't really have an ability to get recognized, to get seen, and so we're going to create an award category uh, to help to help women get seen, well, that's different from it was necessary that men and women had different categories for music awards because male and female music is different. And so- Wait, what? No. Exactly what, what you were, you were going to jump the gun here on uh which is i mean to to that extent then we absolutely should have an envy category right sex uh and i think there's actually a third um but right we should have a best envy artist that are detailed i don't know list of like you know yes for sports yes for acting no for sculpting no for nobel prizes no for screenwriting music is a questionable one um one of the reasons to have different categories by sex is because men and women are different and their skills and talents manifest differently in the world and so they're judged on different scales or variables that's and you know and men and women um, in general ways are different that men and 
like on males average, females, but women. there is a huge Manifest overlap between is, them. Is and I feel like these, binary, right? like these two never talk about that overlap. And it just seems, like I said, it just seems, it all seems very arbitrary as to why sculpt, why, why a musician and not a sculptor. Like they've just decided that. Yes. Well, okay. What if I said, yes, sculptor, no musician, then what? Uh, well, you're not in charge of giving out the awards, so I guess nothing would happen. <laughs> and there's like really no equivalent of the Grammys for sculptors. I don't think either like nothing that's televised. Yeah. And I think she's, she's upset that the people who are in charge of giving out the awards made a decision that was different than what she would make. I believe that's generally their, uh, their, their position on these things. Yeah. And like I said, I don't know why the Grammys collapsed it down. Um, they may have put a press release out about it, but these two, you know, having not, having so much else to do all day besides their show, couldn't have even looked at to, like, to see if maybe they could figure out why they collapsed the uh, best artist down. <laughs> male and female yeah. are binary, and the ways that um, maleness and femaleness manifest in the world are... Um, you know, more or less, you know, finite normal distributions in terms of, of, of how it is that, that we show up in the world. Um, but it's about physical and biological and frankly sort of population level statistical reality. And then the second reason to have categories is, again, to like fix an historical wrong. To, uh, to, to I think that would probably be the only reason I would agree with. Discriminated against, and the categories serve to write historical uh, inequality. And A, if that's the case for a particular thing, uh, as, as women uh, reach parity, or it's clear that in some particular field it's not going to happen for reasons having nothing to do with bias, um, those categories should be disappeared. Uh, and they certainly shouldn't be clung to because it's always the way we've done it. If they were about fixing an historic uh, wrong as opposed to about recognition of an underlying reality that isn't going to change no matter how many people walk around saying that I feel like I would whatever it is I like. would agree with her in terms of sports if maleness and femaleness were something that we could measure or at least measure accurately you know like we can measure weight class that's why there's weight classes in wrestling right so it would be unfair for an 80 pound wrestler to wrestle a 250 pound wrestler. So my take on this is that this is a matter for the sports regulating bodies to take up. Yeah. But like, you know, to the extent that I do agree with like the difference, like having different female and male, uh, sports, uh, I think the category is wrong. You know, it's, it's not, it shouldn't be, women's sports and men's sports it should be something else because there's no accurate way to measure whether someone is a woman or a man because there's no real definition for it like there there are a lot of different definitions and which definition you want to choose determines how people are going to fall into the two different categories right I just feel like until you, me, Heather, or Brett end up on a sports regulating body, that, that what we're doing, like this, this entire conversation is like kind of pointless and useless. Um, I think the sports regulating bodies have thought you know, deeply about this and understand the dynamics of the sports that they're regulating uh, better than any of us do. And I just generally trust them to do a decent job at that. Well, I think Isaac in the chat just brought up a really good point uh, accidentally. 
they said a woman is a person born with a uterus. Okay, so if you have a a person oh who God, is born with a vagina, all of the reproductive system of a of a female, but no uterus, is that a woman or is that a man? According to that definition, it's a man, right? Yeah, we're we're I think we're like very very bogged down in a in a in something we've talked about like a hundred times on here. And I've yeah, got, true. I'd like to I'd like to kind of I'd like to kind of stay in like for me I like to kind of stay in the things that I know and as far as uh, sports and how they're regulated I'm just going to say again that the sports regulating bodies are probably doing a fairly good job of regulating sports and that this conversation is generally about people at the very top echelon of sports most people that play sports and do sports never reach that that point and uh, so it kind of doesn't matter they're doing it for camaraderie for fun for exercise and to the to, to that extent there's really no regulating body anyway because it doesn't matter and uh people should definitely play sports and we should not be discouraging people from playing sports to get to for exercise camaraderie community and uh that's kind of where i'm at on it the regulating bodies only come in only come in like when there's like money or like prizes or some shit involved you know yeah and that's like a very, a very, very low percentage. So let's unpack a couple of those. Yeah. And I, I want to add an example that I'm frankly not even sure how it works, but uh, billiards, competitive billiards. Hmm. Is there okay. men's and women's billiards or do men and women compete on the same playing field in billiards? I do not know the answer to that. My guess would be same, same playing field, but I don't know. Yeah, that would be my guess too, but yeah. I'm not 100% sure of that. Zach's I'm not even, really good for us. I'm not even, you had all day to do your show. Even 60% <laughs> sure of that. Uh, billiards <laughs> competitions, male yeah. versus female, something like that. Um, and I also want to add a, a, an odd exception. Maybe it's one of several, but American football, right? There is no women's American football, right? right? Um, there's men's and women's soccer, Interestingly, I would guess rugby is like football. Well, that's because there's no men's American football. No, no. There's college. Women aren't women's rugby. disallowed from anyway, the teams. It is interesting yeah. that. Well, and then you have uh, baseball and softball, right? Like women. No, women, women play baseball too, you idiot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I mean, certainly some women play baseball sometimes, yep. but I don't think that there's professional women's baseball. Sometimes. Um, sometimes some women game, play baseball. Women professionally, you're playing softball. And men also play softball. Right. But women don't also play baseball, I think. Right. Now, I can't, I don't think I ever saw a league of their own, but am I right that women were playing baseball during uh, the war? I thought it was softball, but I don't remember. <laughs> well, in any case, there, there's an interesting landscape here. Why don't we have women's football? Uh, why, you know... Why is the logic of soccer not the same logic as, as American football? Um, there is a question. Uh, about didn't we have whether or not women's football in like an extremely sexist way for a little while? Oh, you mean like where they were <clears throat> where they were basically wearing nothing instead of pads? Yeah, I think I remember some. But that could have also been like some satire that we're misremembering as something that really happened. Yeah, true. It could have been. So if men. I think it was like the lingerie league or something. Uh, sports that are physically, that physical prowess is the question. Mm -hmm. um, then it's interesting that women's sports work. And I want to point out why I think they do. But if you... What do you mean what they work? What does work mean? If 
the top men are, if no woman can compete with the top men in a sport, like let's say tennis, mm -hmm. then the question is why, if people are going to see the top tennis players, does women's tennis make sense? And the answer- So you're talking about as a spectator sport, right. not as a sport. As a, as a sport, there's- That's the distinction I was drawing too. Right, no, I, I am talking about- You're talking about, about the spectation. Yes, I'm talking about why it makes sense that we have, you know, a men's and women's division at Wimbledon, for example. Um, and I think the expectation answer- Expectation is not a word, incidentally. What? That's the word I used, oh. expectation. Expectation. <laughs> I like it. It's um, spectacle, well, I believe. Be very persuasive. So- um, Precisely. Yeah. The, so I guess my point would be, one of the things about, you know, what is a sport? A sport is a, uh, a physical game in which the obstacles faced by the competing parties. Does it have to be a physical game? What about esports? Right. So they, you know, you can't play soccer on a slanted field. Um, or if you do, then the point is each side spends. You can play soccer in a V-shaped field, <laughs> in which the goals are at the end. <laughs> you, know. Yeah. you know, you could play soccer on a slanted field if the field was slanted on the the on one axis. It would just mean the ball would always go out on the left side or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can play it on a slanted field and just. I think he was about to say it. Just have each team take. You know, each side of the field for half the time. Right, it's the same reason that in American football they switch sides at halftime or what, or at the quarters because maybe the wind's blowing or you know yep. the lights are a certain way in the stadium that might be distracting. Yep, uh, a little bit like Ulama, the uh, the Central American ball game, but oh yeah, yeah, with the slanted sides. But anyway, yeah. put, put that aside for a second. The game neutralizes now extinct. Um, like Aztec, I think, or Toltec or something. I uh, believe it was actually passed down. The Olmec, the Toltec, the Aztecs all played Ulama. And Ulama still exists. It's yeah. just such a hard game that it's not... It when it's played now, though, it doesn't end in human sacrifice? Or? No, okay. not of either the winners or the losers, which I awesome. understand different cultures did it differently. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it didn't in end in human uh, sacrifice before. Pretty sure that's that's a myth little hoop like a basketball hoop but it's up on edge and the ball i think can only be uh passed around and launched like there may have been human sacrifice but i don't think it was like a ritual involving the game and i just wonder if they're going to bring up ultimate frisbee because i get big brett was an ultimate frisbee guy okay now that ancient ultimate frisbee did involve human sacrifice but that's just because if you got hit, hit in the head with the stone frisbee you died <laughs> but um <laughs> But anyway, the point is, top women competing with each other is not inherently a much worse game than the top men pitted against each other because uh -huh. they're even with each other. And and so, anyway, the if point you're is... If you're interested in physical skill and prowess, if you're only interested in, you know, speed and force, yep. then uh, the, the women's sport is not going to give you as much of that as watching men's sport. Um, but in general, sport is not just about... Um, you know, sheer, you know, speed and force, yep. right? It's about skill and, and frankly, and this is, you know, as I have, as I have said before, back when we were playing a lot of ultimate. Oh, I dude, I called it. Did you see that? <laughs> you did. <laughs> I did. Not, you, you, you have to believe me that I didn't suffer through fucking 45 minutes of this before we watched this on the show, right? You, you believe that I just guessed that. 
And th- I'm pretty sure they're playing with the ancient rules where you sacrifice someone at the end. <laughs> That's why their kids don't play with them. University of Michigan women's team uh, for for a bit, and then we played a lot of summer <laughs> summer league and you know captained co-ed teams and um, and also went to some you know day long tournaments and such and watched um, and so watched a lot of men's games, played in a certain number of women's games, and played way 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 more uh, co-ed games and 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 captain co-ed teams and by far for me. Now, obviously, I never played on a men's men's game, but by far the most interesting of those was was the co-ed games, um, because men left to their own devices on the field were much more likely to just like huck it long. One guy runs down, you know, maybe he gets to lay out, and and you know, it's it's awesome for those two guys. Dude, I can't believe I nailed them. I, I, to be fair, I was only half right. I didn't know that she was into ultimate frisbee too. I just got big ultimate frisbee vibes from Brett. <laughs> if it's a full, you know, thing, yeah, there are five people. It's five. It's been a while. Seven, yeah, right. Seven people on the team. Don't recall. Oh goodness, it's been that long. Yeah. Um, the other people on the team, um, but the points are short, and um, it's you know to you know to the victor go the spoils sort of thing. And um, by contrast, the women the women's only uh, games are much more likely to involve very short passes, much more cautious, less risky. To the victor go the spoils, and to, to the, the loser. Um, ritual human sacrifice long or run and run and you know dive into the end zone is much less likely to have the opportunity and uh and there's also more much more of a focus and this will come as a surprise to no one probably in our audience even if you have no idea what ultimate frisbee is uh is that on women's only in women's only games and on women's only teams there's much more of a focus on like let's make sure everyone gets to handle the disc like and um, let's let's make sure that everyone ends it's up always getting, better when everyone handles the actually, this is competition so <clears throat> this is in any team sport you will find that the teams that are that tend to win are the teams where everyone on the team is actually playing that's the point of a team right otherwise other, you will you know there'll be one person who's exceptionally good or whatever but the point like if you have somebody that's exceptionally good you can then surprise the other team by not giving them the frisbee and letting somebody else who's quite good do do like have the frisbee and and you know participate and excel as well that's the point of a team yeah i think what you're trying to get at is that good teams have good teamwork right and good teamwork yes. in you know a, a game ultimate frisbee where you pass the frisbee to people would generally mean that everyone does handle the frisbee assuming that they're, you know, at least somewhat capable of handling the frisbee because then if every if if you have one really good player like i said the other team will focus too much on the the one star player or whatever and you can be fucking sneaky and the the mm-hmm. person who isn't a star <laughs> who they weren't looking at gets in a really good position to score or to give an assist to someone else and boom, now you just fucking scored because the other team was focused on the, the person they thought was going to do all the fucking, all the fucking frisbeeing. This is, this is like, yeah, it's called teamwork. Yeah. That's, that's not supposed to be one of the main things. And so you have these, like, you know, these slightly too much, 
like almost caricatures of maleness and femaleness in an all-male game of ultimate and an all-female game of ultimate. And because this is not supposed to be a contact sport, uh, and it really does work as a co-ed in a co-ed game, and usually not until five, the five, end five, where five, someone is women, sacrificed three women, by like contact. Got to be you know matched up pretty well with the disc. Um, you actually reduce some of the silliness of the extreme all-male and all-female exigency is when you're playing together and, right and it's fantastic but it is neutralized structurally as part of the game ultimate is a strange game because yeah. it's it very interesting that that every team uh, works exactly like what she said that there is no nuance or gray area in male and female sports uh, that all teams of all males work exactly like she just said and all teams of all females do as well and it kind of harkens Very interesting it kind of harkens back to that bullshit jordan peterson talks about about the difference between men and women that like women are more open but like less i don't know technically capable or whatever i suppose is and i might be butchering his argument but whatever i fucking tagline of the podcast as we come to it in bad faith so butcher we will and um <clears throat> so yeah she's like literally just re rehashing this sort of uh, gender or sex essentialist argument that Jordan Peterson makes, but in the context of yeah. ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. It's, it's shocking to me how these people can't see past generalities, you know, their, their idea, their view of an entire gender, you know, half the population is that like 50% of the people of in the world work exactly this way. And it's like, no, they just fucking don't even in ultimate Frisbee. Well, teams of be, all women to, and to teams fair. of all men work differently depending on the team and who's on the team. You know, it might be in general, maybe what she's saying is right, but it certainly doesn't apply to every team. Well, and if, if what she described is true, then all in the male ultimate Frisbee, all you have to be able to do is defend against one play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you'd think like another team might figure that shit out. And then, and then figure out that somebody might figure out that hey, we should actually do this differently. Let's uh, let's be a little bit strategic here. Yeah, like imagine if that if what she was saying is true, and just every time a male team played against a female team, the female team just fucking fucking decimated them. <laughs> like they got they got five hundred to zero. They got they got one play, just like certain people only have one joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> inclusiveness and fairness. They're like. The game actually has the rules written in that if somebody doesn't understand a rule, play stops and the rules explain and all that. So anyway, the point is, structurally, in Ultimate... I don't know if you can right, score 500 points in, in Ultimate Frisbee. I don't know how the game works. Even number, uh, you wouldn't have uh, you know the preponderance of, of women on one team. Uh, that would be an unfair game. There is a tendency to balance the number of women on each side mm -hmm. and there is a tendency for players not necessarily by sex but players to m match up with a player of similar skill and speed so that one person is not fully shutting down the other person so the yeah. point is the and game if you, and if you don't have that then you do a different kind of defense you don't do a man on defense you do a zone defense or something because right. if you don't really have roughly I mean, you know and this is more in a non you know strictly competitive situation right uh like okay are we are we out here are we doing pickup but like isn't that fun? the point that We're it's not always just like the other team the men defend against the men and the women defend against the women that there's like gray area in between if you have like a faster than average woman and a slower than average man, you know, if the average for men and women is like this far apart and then 
they're here, then they would be matched, right? I, you know what? I, I don't know. I'm just really proud of myself for predicting that, that Brett was into Ultimate Frisbee. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like glowing. You can't see it. You can't see it. The camera isn't good enough to pick it up, but I'm literally glowing right now. The the thing the thing about this is that like they're talking about basically pickup games or like an intramural league or whatever where everybody's there to like have fun. There's no fucking there might be like a prize or something, but the prize is like a fifty dollar fucking gift certificate to Shake Shack, right? So like the, the, yeah, that's a good prize, and that's not a bad prize. I mean, even with inflation, right? You go there what four times maybe. Uh, well, I wouldn't go there because I'm allergic to milk, but if I didn't want they have to other, breathe, they have I would other definitely items at Shake Shack. It's a, it's okay. a hamburger yeah. joint, dude. I, I would go there. Some <laughs> of you people who are just trying to brutalize are going to be on my team. Like, yes, I'm on a team right now and I want to win this point because that's fun. And that's kind of why I'm out here. But I'm also not interested in like, oh, let's line up with you who I know I can take and outrun. And then the point's going to be over really fast. Yeah. It's not interesting. Not interesting. Right. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to try to gain an advantage over another player anyway, in a competitive think, sport? What the fuck? The, the really interesting <laughs> one here is the acting one. And your question is a great one about why the acting... Before we go back to acting, though, yeah. because I actually... Um, She's like, we got to relive our glory days of Ultimate Frisbee for a little longer here, Brett. You, you kind of predicted one of the other places I wanted to go, and maybe we'll end, end it's, on acting. It's true, though, that men found, are um, faster actors times, than women, uh, I think. A couple weeks ago, January right? 22nd, On average, a, a man acts faster called, than a woman? Uh, headline, you know, like in a, in a play or a movie? The Eddie plan. In an adult <laughs> in an adult film, probably. It's return after seven years. <laughs> and I don't... I've you got me there. Seen, That's actually uh, I've never probably accurate. Contest. I don't know very much about it, despite having grown up in Los Angeles. Um, but one of the things that they say in here in this article, and I have failed. You to took my sarcasm and um, turned it into just regular. Time, I believe um, chasm. ever they're inviting women to compete. So this is this is not going to be the Eddie, and maybe this has already happened at this point. I think this has been long enough. Um, uh, for the first time, it's not going to be just a, a male-only competition. And I thought, okay. So we have as the reasons that I had come up with for why there need to be categories by uh, under what conditions there should be categories by sex. Um, in those situations where men and women are just fundamentally different enough that um, combining, um, you know, com combining the sex categories would mean that women wouldn't get to play, basically. Um, there is the historical reason for like, oh, we're going to right some wrong um, and so make sure that, uh, you know, women get, um, get, get voice here. Uh, and then there's, um, this is about human versus nature. And so I, you know, I looked into how it is that surfing. Wait, ultimate frisbee is about little, human versus nature. I think they've changed the subject back to like, I don't even know. Dingy. Forget it. Right. So there's a lot. I'm, I'm not going to pretend I know the where they're at now. Scores are mostly dropped, and I'm sure it's different and different. I got hit by a big block of but, nude beach. Um, there are luckily, we're, we're luckily we're quickly approaching the hour and twenty minutes where we 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 put a fork into whatever the fuck we're watching, and <laughs> <laughs> change the color of the lights. I grab a cocktail, and then we watch some other infuriating content. And this week, whatever infuriating content we watch in the post game will honestly be a fucking deliverance. I can't believe that they have talked for almost an hour and they've said almost nothing. What they did say was transphobic, but that was like, you know, it, it took them 50 minutes to say something just transphobic. That was it. That's all they said. 
assessing on a number of things, like how many maneuvers they use and, and you know, and how, you know, obviously if they if they wipe out, that's, that's not good. Um, but there are measures of like, you know, apparent power, apparent strength, apparent fluidity on, on the wave. Uh, cool, let's categorize sports by that then. To, to male surfers. But if a competition is on a particular day at a particular break, and apologies, I'm probably not using exactly the right words here, but, you know, there will be different waves that happen at 10 a.m. versus 2 p.m., of course. But if it's your turn to go out, part of what you're being assessed on is like, which wave did you choose? And the waves are the waves. Uh, then it's, you know, it's human against nature, which is um, re remarkable. And in this case, like, well, um, you know, men may have a little bit of an advantage, but really, like, what are you going to do? If you're going to make, if you're going to call surfing a sport, and this gets back to the question, like, what is a sport? Surfing's a sport. Surfing a sport. Surfing is absolutely like a sport. In what way is it not a sport? a sport? You're going to have to introduce some social means by which you're assessing. Whereas if it's a, you know, it's Ulama in Mesoamerica or Ultimate Frisbee or American football or, you know, what everyone else calls football in the rest of the world, soccer, uh, where there are, you know, formal rules it's you know there is you know there there are there are dimensions and specificity we call it football too we just shorten it or, you know, soccer stands for association football or shape and density of the ball or the disc or whatever it is uh and how it is that you score and what the conditions are then and football uh, in america is short for gridiron football it's a little bit like human versus nature but controlled it's like we've domesticated yeah, you, war. It, it's, it's domesticated a, war at some level and been like, okay, now let's now let's play at this. It's a laboratory sport in the sense that the laboratory yeah. purges all of the extraneous uh, influences as much as possible so that you can see the uh, effect. And a tennis court is similar to this. Yes. Whereas, you know, it's like the difference between um, uh, gymnastics in the Olympic sense and parkour, which makes use of exactly. things that are non-standard. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but I did want to uh, you wanted to go back to acting. Well, before that, I wanted to point out that there are two reasons, there are two male-female asymmetries that could result in the need for a female category in sport. Mm -hmm. One of them might have to do with the fact that males have an advantage because the sport uh, depends on strength and things like that. And my guess would be this is somewhat relevant to um, surfing. surfing, but, mm -hmm. it, you know, there's a question about if you scaled the board down so that it was the same ratio of, of person to board. Maybe it's not. On the other hand, yeah, I don't know. Um, on the other hand, you could have looked into surfing before your show. To the extent that something is highly competitive, it might be that if you didn't have separate uh, male and female categories and you were looking at elite players, mm -hmm. that women would not get there because a much smaller pool of them would ever have tried the sport. And so, yep, that's that Jordan Peterson shit that show up would be much smaller. And so the number of people who would be able to do it at an elite level, having nothing inherent to do with their capacity, just having to do with the fact that the competitive modality would tend to census more widely amongst men. All right, that's as good a place as any to fuck put fork in the podcast. <clears throat> He's talking, that's right there. He ended on that Jordan Peterson shit where like women are better at cooperation basically. And, and, that, and it's not, it's and the the idea is that it's genetic and not that we have wrongly socialized men and women in dramatically different ways over the course of history and that has inertia i mean there's nothing i'm not saying that doesn't have inertia right but like 
it's not there's i don't think there's any evidence that it's genetic that women tend to be more cooperative in maybe like a workplace environment is what jordan peterson tends to talk about i think it's because Mm -hmm. um it's just real simple if a man is assertive they're like he's a go-getter he's uh he's aggressive he's you know he's a, a good salesperson or whatever it is right and if a woman's assertive up until very recently you could just call her a bitch <laughs> work yeah or say she's like shrill and it's like you would never call a man shrill even if he did the exact same thing unless they're gay i'm sure that somebody has called me shrill i bet we could go through the youtube comments <laughs> possibly <laughs> but um but yeah you said up until recently but that's not up until recently that's also current you know currently like in in a lot of workplaces that's how men talk to each other. Right. And, you know, we we don't know what happens if we remove these kinds of socialization factors from the equation because we haven't done it. So the idea that women yeah. are less competitive and, and, and saying it's by nature is just stupid. It's like a yeah. cl- it's like a claim without evidence. It's also non falsifiable because what could you tell these people to prove them wrong? We don't have the counterexample. We don't have the the other society in which we haven't, you know, wrongly socialized young boys and young girls in a very different way. You know, I came from an enlightened household where <clears throat> my sister and I were not socialized in this way. Um, <clears throat> and um, my sister is a very competitive person and I'm competitive in a way, too, but not in this. I think she's more competitive than I am as far as like her mm-hmm. career. Uh, in academia, she was more competitive than I, than I always, than I was at all times. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Is that genetic? Who fucking knows? She was the the second child. Maybe she felt like she had to be more competitive because she was the second child. Who fucking knows? There are just so many factors in how competitive you're going to be that to just boldly claim that it's because you're what Brett would call a man that you're more competitive and you'd be less competitive because you're what you're what Brett has would, would, you know, call a woman. It's just a claim that has no evidence behind it. And, and it's a claim that honestly, like really fucks shit up. Um, not necessarily in sports so much, but sure, probably in sports, but really in things that like matter to more people, like the workplace, how you make your money, how you make your living. Um, you know, and, I hope we can get past that shit. I really do. Uh, I don't think it'll be in my lifetime because I don't have that much time left here. Right. I'm halfway through my life there or there, but I don't know. I smoke and I drink shit. Maybe I'm more than halfway through my life. Um, I hope not. Well, I'm, I'm 46 dude. 92 wouldn't be bad. Yeah, but I hope you're not more than halfway through your life. Well, if I lived to 91, then what? <laughs> then uh, I'll be very sad that you didn't make it to 92. What if you only make it to 74 and you're not here to find out? Oh, then I won't care. Yeah, you'll be dead. <laughs> you'll, you'll care as, about, as much about my death as you did about my birth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, you want to read us out, HK? Yeah, uh, that was that was really well put. So, you know, I, I agree with all that. Uh, so, we have uh we we do the show every wednesday at 7 p.m uh on twitch at twitch.tv slash echoplex media you want to listen live check us out there 
there are also other shows. You can find all the shows at echoplexmedia.com. And if you want to toss us some money, you can do that over at patreon.com slash echoplex. Uh, and this is Boomers by Periscope.
every Saturday is Catterday on Echoplex Media, and not only are we posting fucking cats, we invite all content creators to join our open panel. Visit echoplexmedia.com slash panel to learn how to join. Every third Saturday is Operation Catterday, where we cover this week and last year and play the best clips from the cast of conspiracy characters that Now Space has learned to loathe. The show starts at 8 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.